welcome back to Studio Stories. I'm your host, Christy Brewington, and today we're joined by Jessica Deera to discuss living with narcolepsy. Hi, Jessica. Can you um, let's start with a little bit about yourself, just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better? Yeah. So my name's Jessica. I'm 28. I'm actually going to be 29 next Friday. Um, from Bath in Somerset and I use Instagram and also do crafting on the side. Nice so your handle is life of a narcoleptic mums can you share with us what narcolepsy is and how it affects you? Okay so narcolepsy isn't really that known to a lot of people um, but it is a neurological disorder and it's also a long-term illness so I'm never gonna get rid of narcolepsy um, and it is affects me because it's a, about your sleep wake cycle so in the day I can fall asleep and at night time I can't fall asleep. So when you're experiencing that does it feel like you're overwhelmingly tired or is it a different sensation with different signs? If I don't have a nap which I usually make sure I plan a nap in the day then I'll, I'll go into automatic behavior, which is when I'm, my brain's trying to sleep. And so I'll get like a headache because uh, I can't go to sleep. Then I'll just go into automatic behavior. But if I can sleep, it does, doesn't affect me as much. Is this something that you've had all of your life ever since you've known? No, actually, I was always the hyper child at school and everything. I was always awake. Um, and then as soon as I turned... 18 well just before I was 18 I went to South Africa for a volunteering trip um, with a volunteering agency to teach English and work in an orphanage and I had to have loads of um, jabs the swine flu jab was about at those times but I didn't need it actually to go to Africa but because I was getting other jabs they said you might as well have this one just extra precaution mm-hmm. um, and then when I got home I started displaying symptoms of narcolepsy but they actually thought it I was anemic because of the tiredness and I and I I think the swine flu jab is what actually caused my narcolepsy but we're not because it got triggered by something but was still trying to find stuff out it's still ongoing how long has that been then since you went on that trip and had those jabs so I went in 2010 I had the jabs in May and I was displaying symptoms by August and now I'm twen- nearly 29. So that's, yeah, 11, no, <laughs> 11 wow. years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a long time. And what are the treatment options available to you? Is there anything that you can take that helps? Yes. Yeah, so we've got treatment like pre- for prevention of falling asleep um, and prevention methods like taking a nap but there's no actual thing that's going to cure me there is medications in america that seem to help people with work and driving but those medications aren't available in the uk unless you have a lot of money (laughs) Mm. so i've been now trialing different medications for the last 10 years because i get used to the medication so quick that then i need it changed like so a few months then I'll have to get changed to another one but we're tiring all options now so it's getting quite hard to get the medications right unfortunately 
Are there many side effects to those medications? Um, yes, I was recently put on one for my sleep, which has made me gain over a stone in two months. And so that's obviously not been good for um, me. But mm. I spoke to the doctor and she said, yeah, that is the medication has caused that because I wondered why I was putting on weight when I was actually trying to diet. Um, some of them make you feel a bit sicky and get headaches, but there's, there's not too, oh, it's more if you don't take the medication. That's the side effects that I get is um, like chewing of my mouth, dry mouth. I feel sweaty and yeah, so it's more if I don't take them, the side effects is worse. That's interesting. And when you became a parent, how did living with narcolepsy affect you and your family? Um, I just had to accept it really. I, I, I literally live my life as trying to, I've got to keep trying to accept it and just get on with my life. I can't let it get me down. It does, but can't do that in front of my kids. Um, it is harder, obviously. Um, I am a single parent as well, so I'm in the week. It is just me and my two boys, and at the weekend, they have their dad. Um, my mum can come over sometimes and helps out, but when I'm on my own, we do have planned naps, which the boys actually go down and nap for, so that's amazing that they do that. But I'm just worried um, a bit later on in their lives when they need, when they're not going to nap and they're going to need me a bit more. But we just have yeah. to overcome that when it, when it gets there. Yeah. And what are some of the common myths surrounding narcolepsy? Are there any that you know of? Yeah, because I didn't, I've never heard of narcolepsy before I got diagnosed. None of my friends or family knew what it was. So main thing I hear is, oh, you sleep, you sleep too much. How amazing is that? You have narcolepsy, you can sleep so much. But actually, no, I don't sleep a lot. I have to have medication to put me asleep. And that is only for like three or four hours at night. Um, so that's the main myth is that, and also that I'm lazy. I absolutely hate this because I'm really not lazy. I try to do as much as I can and I hate, I hate that word lazy. <laughs> yeah. Has this impacted your job too? As you said, you have to schedule naps in. Have your, was your job before you had kids understanding of this? No, I was at university um, wanting to be a nurse and I had to leave because of my narcolepsy until I got better which I'm not going to be getting better um, so that's affected me because I really wanted to do that job um, so I went into healthcare, um, but I'm not allowed to drive so that's made it hard now so I did used to drive and I've had to lie to some jobs because I don't get a job if I say that I've got narcolepsy um, which they're meant to obviously support you but it's hard when there's other people applying and then they see me with narcolepsy they're more, more likely going to go with somebody else so at the moment I'm not able to work but I have taken on a new craft um, with resin so I'm trying to do little bits from home just to have a little bit of extra income and I hope that I can get more support to be able to work when the kids go to school because I really want to work I I really enjoyed working to be honest <laughs> So is that going to be something that you push for when the kids are at school to yeah. go back to work? Yeah, it's a bit hard now because I'd have to get care, um, care for them 
as well and I don't have the money to, for that because I can't work yeah. and even if I can work it would only be able to be a part-time basis and they'd have to work around me I need to do like evenings I wouldn't be able to do mornings because they're that's the, the time that I'm worst in the day and it's hard to find a job that's flexible with you and with the yeah. kids as well <laughs> so through your Instagram have you met other people that are living with narcolepsy that are parents as well no I have I did want to find people with narcolepsy. I find people that haven't had kids and have approached me saying, how is it with kids? Because they want kids but are scared. I actually talk to a girl on a daily basis. Her mum has narcolepsy. So it's really nice to talk to someone that knows how I'm feeling. Because mm. it is quite lonely when people just think, oh, you just sleep. Like people really don't get everything. And it's a bit, a bit hard. <laughs> Yeah. I'd love to be able to speak to someone that also has narcolepsy. It's so hard. A lot of people are Americans, like on Facebook forums and things. I don't find many uh, UK people that I could like meet up with and stuff. So it'd be nice to find people in the UK. Um, are there more of these groups on Facebook of these um, like narcolepsy support groups than on Instagram, would you say? Yeah, there's more on Facebook you've got quite a lot of groups on Facebook um even the charity Narcolepsy UK they do have an Instagram but people can talk better in a group on Facebook than Instagram and do they do lots of um support work and offer guidance sessions for people that are living with it um not not really they have like numbers that you can call but I don't feel comfortable really talking like that I'd rather meet in person yeah yeah, yeah. of course and our last question which is a question we ask all of our podcast guests is what is the main mantra you live your life by and why uh, this would probably be live your life to the fullest um, take every opportunity you can because you don't know if tomorrow you won't be able to like in my case one day I was fine next well not next day it did progress but then the next time now I can't drive then I could drive do you know what I mean so always take opportunities thank you Jessica thank you <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to leave us a review 